The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It was a big day in Kansas City as for the first time the Chiefs local media had an opportunity to talk to Justin Reed, the newest Chiefs safety signed with the Chiefs earlier this week in the legal tampering period now that the New league year has passed. The Chiefs could officially announce it, which they did on Thursday. So on this podcast, you'll get to hear from Reed. For a little bit of a different spin on this particular from the podium, stick around after the press conference as myself and Steven Serta will break it down. But right now, let's go to your newest Chief. Here is Justin Reed. Today is a great day. Um, I am so excited to be here. In Kansas City, I can't tell you all the emotions that have been going through my head whenever, you know, the pen hit the paper and to be a part of, you know, what the organization, everything that we have going on in this city is really exciting for me. It's really exciting for my family. And I can't thank the Hunt family enough. Um, Beach, Coach Reed, Spags, uh, the entire organization of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm excited for this and I can't wait to get to work. So at this point, we'll take questions. Let's go first to Herbie T.O.P. with the Kansas City Star. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Justin. Welcome to Kansas City, man. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yeah, I have two questions for you. The first one, obviously, free agency is always about choices. Uh, why yeah. the Chiefs? Why did you choose the Chiefs? Yeah, so I had a little. We had a few options. Um, but really, when it came down to it, and you took the, the financial bit of it does play a role, too. When you take when you take all that away, you start to look at the fit and the culture and the opportunity that's put in front of you. Um, I want to play for a championship quality, a championship caliber team. Um, I want to play in a system that I thought would fit me, would be able to highlight my strengths. And when you looked at the defense that Spags run, and you look at you know the Chiefs being in the AFC Championship three years in a row, going to make that four. Um, it's just it, it really felt right. You know, I slept on it one day came back to it and, you know, and in, in, in the back of my mind, bottom of my heart, I was like, you know what? Kansas City is is really the best situation and fit for me. So we're going to pull the trigger on that one. Nice. And, and then in 2018, obviously your rookie season, you got a chance to play alongside Tyron Matthew. Um, and by all accounts, it looks like you're, you're going to be taking a spot here. When you look back at your rookie year, what was the biggest thing you learned from Tyron that you've applied to your pro career? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things. I had a great veteran group in front of me. It was Tyron Matthew, Kareem Jackson, and Jonathan Joseph. And I took things from each one of them. Um, J. Joe taught me um, just really on the mental side of the game, taking notes. 
on basically everything. You could ask J. Joe, J. Joe any question he'd have asked to her. Kareem taught me how to be competitive. Um, we had a saying that we say to each other every day of just about we're going to spin heavy today. You know what I mean? It's an attitude. And Tyron, um, I'll never forget his thing was a mentality and attitude to the work ethic and playing with just a savviness. You know, um, he called it championship swagger, fall forward. Uh, his pregame speeches were second to none. You know what I mean? So he was a big leader in the room. He's somebody that everybody gravitated to. Um, so whenever he did leave Houston, um, I kind of took over a little bit of that role um, by the precedent that he had set. So Tyron is an unbelievable guy. He's an unbelievable player. Um, he's a friend of mine. And, you know, whoever ends up picking him up from free agency is going to be lucky to grab a guy like that. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Brad, I'll have a, a quick follow-up, kind of dovetailing off of the, the Tyron question. Uh, why is positional versatility, what he does for a team and just playing so many different roles, why is that a source of pride for you? Uh, and how much do you look forward to doing that in, in the SPAG system? Yeah, so whenever you're, be able to, whenever you're put all over the place, you're a guy that you know, has to be washed out for. I mean, we played Kansas City you know, two more times, actually three more times um, since Tyron was playing over here. And I remember in our team meetings rooms, whenever you kind of highlight the problem players on the other side of the ball, um, we'd always say how much of a problem Tyron was because he'd line up in so many different positions that you always had to be aware of where he was at all times. So that is powerful whenever you have a weapon that's dynamic and versatile and can be put in different places on the field because it makes the offense try and think a little bit more and try and find ways to counter you. And when they're thinking about you and not thinking about their responsibilities, you know, I mean, that's a tendency for there's an open opportunity and window there for you to make some plays. Also, um, even furthermore, like the injury rate in NFL is 100 percent, you know, so whenever you have a guy that's able to fill multiple roles and he's you know, willing and has a want to to do it, then that lets you to play the best 11 men on the field at all times. I had an opportunity to hear you on Sirius this morning and, and you were talking about getting the roster pictures and learning everyone's face. Uh, I yeah. imagine that comes with the leadership role. Uh, how much has the organization talked to you about coming into the locker room and being a leader of men in that fashion? And why is that a strategy of, of yours? Yeah, I think we mutually um, understand that this is something I want to do. But at the end of the day, that's not something that's just given or appointed to someone. That's something that you earn in the locker room with the guys themselves. So that's why it's a big point to me that I want to be able to shake every man's, every man's hand in that locker room, look them in the eye and know them by their name. You know what I mean? In order to receive respect, you first have to give respect. So I'm big on that. I want to earn these guys respect. I want to prove to them that I can be the leader. Um, but that's not something that's just giving to me. I have to earn that. Hey, Justin, welcome to Kansas City. I appreciate you. Uh, hey, you you talked about Tyron a little bit, but you know, coming to Kansas City, you know, how much of it is you feel like that the role that you're going to be playing in Kansas City is stepping into what he did versus you know being you and and letting Spags you know deploy you in the ways that you 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 play best. I mean, do you see yourself yeah. playing a similar role to Tyron or something different? Yeah. So I have always said this that a copy is never worth as much of original. They will never, ever, ever be another Tyron Matthew to come through Kansas City. They just won't. But I can bring the best Justin Reed possible to Kansas City. So that's my mentality. I'm going to play to my strengths. I'm going to play to who I am. Um, I'm going to play to the defense. And, you know, Spags has some creative things that we're going to do going forward. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to play great defense. We're going to play great ball. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. 
Hey, Justin, welcome, and, and thanks for doing this. I have two questions for you. Um, when you go through a free agent process for the first time, can you just sort of give us a picture of, of what it was like, how many teams you were sort of uh, thinking about it, and, and why necessarily um, Kansas City sort of just was more reassuring to you in some sense, and then Brad will have a follow-up. Yeah. yeah, so going through free agency, it's kind of like a little bit of a limbo, you know what I mean? Because you're in the season, like for me in Houston, um, you know, you're still rooted and connected there. You kind of start figuring out okay, what's going to happen next. You really have no idea. You know, um, you start to hear little whispers, you know, maybe this team might be interested. Maybe this team might be interested, but nobody really knows for sure until the tampering window opens and then teams actually start, you know, putting offers on the table. So um, before you actually have some official information, it's kind of just just anxious. You don't know what's going to happen next. A little bit like the draft is, except now this time you have a little bit more decision making power in it. Um, and whenever offers did start getting put on the table, I talked along with my agent, Joel, and, you know, we sifted through them, um, really just tried to find a situation that made the most sense. And for me, that ended up being Kansas City. Um, and having looked back on it, it really happened all kind of kind of fast, to be honest with you, from agreeing to terms to getting on the PJ to, you know, signing the contract. That was over the span of 48 hours. So it all happens really fast. But uh, I'm so excited about the opportunity. Um, that I have and that we have here. And to that, Justin, how much did you know about Steve Spagnuolo and how much of the conversations you had with him and sort of his vision for you, uh, obviously knowing your skill set, just what did you learn from that conversation uh, that leads you to believe that, that this is the best fit? Yeah, um, he's, his defense is very dynamic. And I love that, you know, I mean, he has so many different wrinkles that's put in it, um, playing a too high switching it up and playing the zone, um, blitzing on occasion. Um, I think I said a little bit earlier, I, I would love to highlight um, blitzing a little bit more and add that to my game. So all of that really intrigued me. Um, he's had a long history of success, and I was, you know, I'm excited to be a part of that. That's perfect. My question is similar, actually, so I can ask it for Adam. Um, hey, Justin, welcome to KC, man. Um, you've had a chance to play in Kansas City as an opponent before. Yeah. Uh, what was it like, uh, that experience for you just being in Kansas City and kind of feeling the, the oh, loudness, man. for lack of a better term, and, and how excited yeah. are you to be a part of that now? Yeah, man, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was, a, it was a completely electric atmosphere. You could literally feel the hairs on my arms stand up every time we stepped out there. Um, a lot of times then in the way that I wanted to plan for Houston. Uh, but it was an electric atmosphere. I had so much fun playing in stadiums like that. There's really only a couple that really give you the feeling that um, Arrowhead Stadium can give you. I believe Seattle's one of those. Um, the Saints are one of those. Um, and then here, obviously. And this is an open stadium and how loud it gets is, is absolutely insane. I'm really excited to um, actually be on the field now while the crowd is going crazy. Um, a lot of times I was just on the sideline whenever they're being loud for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, defense. Um, but now to be a part of that, I'm so excited to, you know, um, feed into the culture here, um, be a part of the fan base, help get those guys going and then have them give us a little bit of energy, too, because it really makes a tangible, def a tangible difference whenever the crowd is into the game and they get loud um, and it actually energizes and boosts us as players on the field. So it makes a tremendous difference. Uh, I can't wait to strap up and step out in front of him and play for him. We've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Justin. Uh, welcome to Kansas City again, and uh, hopefully you get a chance to enjoy some of the culture that we have to offer here. Um, that being said, a couple of questions for you. One, have you spoken with Tyron Matthews since you signed with Kansas City? No, I haven't spoken with him yet. 
Okay, but but knowing that you know you played with him your rookie year as as you told Herbie, we talk about the leadership, and of course when he when when the Chiefs brought him in, he was pretty much replacing Eric Berry and the leadership that he brought not only in the locker room but also on the field. What did you take away during your time playing with him as a rookie that will put you in that same situation when you come in and and give that give off the same respect? And then also, what do you think you'll be able to learn with your other backfield mates like Juan Thornhill and some of the other players on defense? Yeah. So what I've learned is, because I've kind of got to see both sides of the coin, I've learned what the team can do when you have a strong central voice in leadership like that. And I also know what problems arise when there's a lack of voice and leadership at the same time. So I understand fully how important it is to have that voice um, be a central point of leadership on a team and make a difference to have having guys hold each other accountable, going out there, play hard and having guys play their best ball. So me knowing that has encouraged me to be that guy. Um, I doesn't have to just be me. I know there's plenty of leaders already on the team too. Um, and the more leaders there are, the better, you know what I mean? As long as guys take, accountability and ownership of the team and what direction we're going to hand it we're going to go in which has been done here you know what I mean very well for a long time um that's going to turn into good results I forgot the second part of your question I'm sorry yeah the second part was just based well I was asking more so you know what are you hoping to to uh, learn from your teammates that you have here like a Juan Thornhill and and the other players on defense yeah yeah so I actually met um Thornhill in Arizona we're training together at the Exos facility so we talked a little bit um, we're about the same size, a lot of similar characteristics. I think it's going to be fun um, that we'll be able to be interchangeable in the roles that we play. We'll go last two, Steve, and then back to Adam. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Justin, what's up, man? Welcome to Kansas City. I appreciate you. How's it going? Hey, it's all right, man. Uh, Chiefs Kingdom, you talked about them. Uh, they're one of a kind, man. Uh, when, 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 when they like a player, they attach themselves to that player on and off, both on and off the field. But uh, my question for you is, what's your message to Chiefs Kingdom, man, about what they can expect from you on and off the field? You can expect a guy that's going to be not only physical, but a guy that's going to play, make plays on the ball, um, be that field general on the back end, make sure everything is airtight. And I make a point out of it, man. I try and put it on tape every week. I've actually had receivers come and talk to me about when they see me on tape. If there is a guy in the wrong color jersey in my area, and you know, he's not an offensive lineman, someone that's the same size as me, uh, I'm going to make them pay for coming in my space. You know what I mean? So that's a point that I make. Um, I make it a point to put it on tape every week. I'm going to be physical. We're going to play good ball. We're going to be smart. We're not going to get a ton of flags. Um, and we're going to find ways to get to the ball because on defense, the thing that matters more than anything else is finding a way to get the ball. And we'll give Adam another shot. Adam, go ahead. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Let's All do right. it. Are we good this time? Ooh, you got quite the echo there, Adam. Is, do you have your computer on too? Yeah, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill my computer here. So hang, just hang with me one second. All right. Let's turn your mic and put okay, down. Good now. There yeah. you go. We got you. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, Justin. Welcome to Kansas City. Um, just um, curious. You mentioned this earlier. You played with the Chief against the Chiefs three, four times in your career. Did you get a sense what it was like to play against the Chiefs from from those games? And, and if so, what was that? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Uh, did I get a sense what it would be like to play for the Chiefs, or did I get yes. a sense? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, it kind of felt like the Chiefs were a conference opponent. We played them so many times, um, but just. What I've gotten out of my experience playing against them is that in this fan base, in this culture, on this team, 
as long as there's time on the clock, you always have a chance to win. You know what I mean? I, and you can even break that, take that back to when there's 13 seconds on the clock and I was watching, you know what I mean? You were able to score a touchdown and go and take that game into overtime and, and all of that. Like, as long as there's time on the clock, the energy, the amount of talent that's on this team is unbelievable. I mean, 2019, we experienced it firsthand whenever, you know, the Texans were up 24 points and by halftime, we we're down two touchdowns. So as long as there's time on the clock, as soon as momentum shifts, um, the crowd gets into it, really pumps the players up. And once the ball gets rolling, it's a very hard train to stop. Um, and that's really good for the Chiefs organization and for, you know, Chiefs kingdom in general. Okay. And uh, did you ever talk to Tyron about what it was like to play here? And if so, what did he tell you about what, what it's like to play for the Chiefs? Yeah. So I haven't talked to Tyron yet. Um, I actually know a couple of guys that have been through here, though. Um, some of them up the top of my head, like Eric Murray, um, Martinez Rankin came here for a little bit. A um, couple of guys. But all of them tell me, I mean, how great of a, how great of an experience that they had here. They said this is a city that they will raise their kids in. Um, they said that the culture, first of all, the food and the barbecue is amazing. You won't run short or out of places to go eat. Um, they said when you drive up on game day, um, miles away, you'll start to smell the barbecue. Um, and they talk about just how electric the fan base is once, every, once you actually did get on the field. So I'm looking forward to all of those things. Justin, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so there you have it, about 17 minutes or so with Chief Safety, Justin Reed. I have some takes on this, Steve, but I'm going to throw it to you first, and let's discuss. What did, what did you make of his first appearance with the Kansas City media? Well, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I think Justin Reed basically hit on everything that you want to <laughs> hear from a brand-new Chiefs player. You know, he talked about Arrowhead Stadium. He talked about his relationship with some of the players on the team already, and you know, he knows he's filling big shoes, stepping in for Tyron Matthew, who he has a relationship with because they played together in Houston. He talked about barbecue. Like, I think he got everything that you wanted from a, a guy who is stepping into some big shoes in Tyron Matthews. And I think that Chiefs fans should be really excited about him. Like I said on our emergency podcast, I think he's a great signing. I think he is the exact type of safety that you needed to go out and get once you knew you were going to let Tyron Matthew hit the open market. And I think that the best days of Justin Reed's career are still ahead of him here in Kansas City. So coming out of this, I think you have to be really excited. A quick take for me on the Tyron Matthew thing. I think with this presser, we can close the door. I think even as he was alluding to, in a sense, this is a passing of the torch. He didn't say it in so many words, but I know there had been some fans out there holding out hope that maybe the Chiefs could add Tyron Matthew back too, but it, it just does not feel like it's the case. To me, this was a, a torch passing a press conference. Now we could get to the weekend and maybe like Matthew's the Chief on Saturday, and maybe, maybe then we could play this audio back on the editor's show and, and you could realize how maybe dumb. I was for saying that, but I just feel like this was here is our new leader. And 
I kind of asked him about that because earlier this morning on Sirius XM, while I was driving around getting coffee, Steve, you know how I need my coffee. I, I caught Justin Reed. And one of the things that caught me was before he even gets to OTAs, he wants photographs of each and every chief a roster, a yearbook style roster so that he knows everyone's name before he even ends up in the room. To me, that's a player that the organization has said that you're going to not only come in, but you're going to be that type of leader. I'll be honest. We had podcasts this week. I wasn't sure that he had the chops to be a leader, but I know a press conference is just a press conference, but he sure sounded like a leader. He sure sounded like he could do the Eric Berry or Tyron Matthew. It's always going to be a different spin on it. I liked his words about Matthew and and him saying he learned a lot from Tyron, but he's going to make it his own when it comes to the leadership. And he also said that he has to earn that. I really appreciate the positional versatility. I'm glad that he sees the value in that. I think that's a huge key to him coming here. He has the smarts. And again, I think, with saying goodbye to Matthew and I'll let you weigh on this too, Steve, I think in saying goodbye to Matthew, you needed to bring in someone that was ready to jump into that type of position. And I think both on the field, which we know we went through the, the film review with Ron cop. We know he's capable of that, but I, my takeaway is he, he might have the intangibles and I feel a lot better about it. Having talked to him earlier today. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I needed to hear his press conference to be confident in him just because I was well aware of him as a player. And and I think that he is a guy that was just in such a generic scheme in Houston. It it really wasn't showing his abilities and what I think he is capable of at only 25 years old. But yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the leadership qualities that we did hear from him in this press conference, because one thing that we do know about that spag secondary is he needs one of those safeties to be a leader and and to organize those guys and make sure, especially for the chiefs where like we've seen them over the last several years, like sometimes they have some formation issues and they get Mm -hmm. some dumb penalties. Tyron Matthew was really important in that stuff and telling guys like, Hey, this is where you need to be. This is the spot that you need to be in. This is where they're going to look. I think Justin Reed is a guy that can absolutely do that stuff. Uh, you know, talking to Ron Hughley, who is a part of the Arrowhead Pride podcast network, but he's down in Houston. Mm-hmm. He's seen a lot of Justin Reed. And I asked him what we what Chiefs fans could expect from Justin Reed is, you know, just getting somebody who spent a lot more time around him, who has talked to him, who has really seen what he's capable of on the football field with the Texans. And Ron was just like, I think that he's the best player that the Texans had. <laughs> like he is the best player on the Texans roster. And I think it's a home run by Brett Veach. So I think you should be really happy. And our lead analyst, Ron Kopp did a fantastic breakdown on Justin Reed. that you can find at arrowheadpride.com if you want to check that out. But yeah, it's, it's hard for me to see any chiefs fans who would take anything negative away from today's press conference, from his introduction to the Kansas city chiefs. I think it's a fantastic signing. I want to see the chiefs make some more signings because We're seeing how stacked this AFC West is right now, but Justin Reed is going to be a key, key player for this defense next year. Right, right. And you're seeing takebacks all over the league. We thought that Zedarius Smith was heading to the Baltimore Ravens. News broke out that he pulled back his deal, so he suddenly becomes available. You wonder if that's a a player the, the Chiefs like. As of this recording, we don't really know where it's going to go right now, Reed 
has been the only splash. And I think it's a quiet splash because I'm, I'm not sure everyone knows potentially what this guy can do. I know the Texans weren't a talented team. I know David Culley was their head coach. But for Ron to watch each and every Texans game, he, he watches the Chiefs games as well, but he watches each and every Texans game for his, his main gig down in Houston and to say that he's the, clearly the best player, Ron knows what he's talking about. So like hearing that. I want to go back to the, the Juan Thornhill point. I think it speaks volumes that he's already had conversations with Juan Thornhill. These are two young guys that finally are realizing, like, daddy's gone, right? Or, no, we're going off to college. It's, it's our room now. And for them to already be developing their relationship, I think, is key. Another thing I think is key here is I'm ready to see this new version of Steve Spagnolo, who's exotic. I'm picturing someone with a Hawaiian shirt on, maybe a lay, maybe on vacation, showing a little bit of the lechuga, because we've already he- heard that up front, there's going to be some 3-4 looks mixed in with the 4-3. There's these rumblings that are happening with Frank Clark staying and what Joe Cullen could mean for the defensive line. You see Brendan Daly, who has, has been more of a, a 4-3 basic guy. He's going to the linebacker's room, so they're reinventing themselves up front. And then you hear Justin Reed saying, look, we want me and Juan Thornhill to be interchangeable. So almost in a sense, I think they're going to be challenging Thornhill to be more like a Tyron Matthew. And if these guys are interchangeable and you don't know if the Chiefs are going 3-4 or 4-3 or what looks you're going to see, this is becoming Andy Reidized in a sense with these exotic looks on, on the defense. I'm suddenly energized and excited for the defense. Now I'm with you fans. I realize you still have to pump more talent. The Chiefs are are lacking depth at a number of positions. I just talked about the edge rusher being out there. I, they could add another linebacker to the mix. They need to find a way to replace Traverius Ward in some form or fashion, whether that is like in-house or, or outside of house. But I'm excited about what is to come with this defense. And then a much lighthearted note, the attire of Justin Reed at this press conference. He Fantastic. comes in, he, he's dressed to the nines. He's wearing almost like a pseudo Pharrell type of hat and wearing it indoors and just he, he looks like uh, he's dressed for the part he's going to fit right in with the McCole Hardmans and the Travis Kelsey's and Patrick Mahomes on the on the game day fits and one thing I want to say before we 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 say goodbye here on from the podium is you gotta love him bringing up championship swagger making it full circle and saying when I was with Tyron Matthew in Houston, this was something that he would say there. That, that was one of Tyron Matthew's biggest things. And for him to take a piece of that, I like I remember when Matthew came in and he talked a little bit about what Eric Berry meant and how he was going to make it his own. And you could take some of those leadership skills of Berry. You see it in the speeches of Tyron Matthew. This was someone that the players voted as the MVP on seemingly his way out. Now I think you'll have a new leadership core and he'll be taking a piece of that but that's a big piece man I, I think even if you come from the lowly 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 Houston Texans one of the worst teams in the league bottom three you still I think take some of those things from the impact players and he mentioned a couple of the veterans he played with and I, I just think that's so huge as the Chiefs go into what is the next era in, in a sense of Patrick Mahomes yeah, he mentioned multiple times in his press conference, you know, how many times he's played the Chiefs and how loud Arrowhead Stadium is and how he was kind of shocked at how crazy the atmosphere is. This is a player that's only 25 years old and he is obviously hungry 
to win. Like he was in that 2020 divisional round playoff game where the Texans had a big lead on the chiefs and the chiefs just stormed back and absolutely smoked them and wound up winning 51 to 31. Like Justin Reed is a type of player that wants to know what that kind of success feels like. And I feel like you could really tell that today when he was talking and he's going to come into training camp is one of the guys that I'm really excited to see this year. And you mentioned it, Steve. He crossed off all the the Kansas City things. He said he's excited for Arrowhead. He's excited for the tailgate smells. He's ready for barbecue. Seems like a fit. Now, of course, we have to see how he does on the field. It won't be for a while until we start OTAs and training camp and get to actual preseason games and so on and so forth. But this is as good a start as you can have, I think, in Kansas City. If you want to uh, go back and, and listen to some of our comments when the news first happened, we have an emergency podcast up. We'll keep the coverage rocking and rolling here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. For Stephen Serta, I'm Pete Sweeney. Thank you for listening to From the Post.